Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We feel good about it, but like you said, this is 48 hours or less after a game still. And it's, this is, you go through our process like we always talk about. The coaches are going to go... <laughs> look through everything from the spring through the summer through the season um, personnel will go talk through everything and and from look at it through our lens and we'll get together we'll talk about it and um, exit interviews here will be part of it and might meet with the coaching staff and then we'll all get together and then um, we'll make appropriate decisions that we feel we need to make all right chris greer talking about uh next season and was asked a lot of questions in the uh, last meetings before, uh, I guess they're going to give the media a break after that. He and Mike McDaniel talking. Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins podcast, joins us this morning. Kyle, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, Joe. How you doing, man? Man, I'm I'm doing great. And I uh, haven't. I did get that little text from you. You were a little fired up, but uh, overall, I do want to ask you. Um, considering everything, how do you look at this season with the 11 and seven losing your last three? Yeah, obviously a disappointing ending. I, I think anybody who is totally satisfied with the way that the season plays out, um, you should expect more at this stage with where this team is at, and I, I certainly do. I understand there's some context to why the season ended the way that it did, which is a bummer. Some things you couldn't help, some things that were preventable, some things that weren't, but uh, I think they're, they're – they, they can continue to keep this trajectory going, make some changes, some fundamental changes from a coaching perspective, a philosophy perspective, a roster perspective. And I think we can find ourselves in a similar position going into the postseason next year. And that's, that's really, you know, all you can ask for is a, a ticket to the dance and, and then hope the stars align for you at the end of the year. And they didn't for the Dolphins this year. You just said something, Kyle, that I found very interesting. You said that some things were preventable. What was preventable? Well, I, I think you... You look at how they went about the buildup of this roster, so just from a team-building perspective, and there's a lot of players like Teron Armstead and Bradley Chubb, and, and you okay. consider Jalen Phillips. And, you know, there's, there's players that had injury histories that you get to the end of the season and this roster's really banged up. Mm-hmm. I think then also from a, a coaching perspective, uh, whether it's the defensive side of the ball and how you elected to use Jalen Ramsey in coverage once Xavier Howard went down, okay. uh, the, the willingness to find ways to run the football into heavier boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike McDaniel said it in the second half against uh, Buffalo. They, they changed their defensive structure, put the eighth man down in the box. Miami's Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan were two of the lowest 12 
percentages of carries going into eight-man boxes all season long. And Raheem Mostert was bottom five in 2022 as well. So at some point, you get late in the season, you got to find mm-hmm. what that formula looks like for you to play big boy football between the tackles against heavier boxes. Okay. Too. So with, I, with, I think but, all of those things. But in the end of the season, they did have two injured backs. So you want them to, to, to play big boy football with two injured players? No. Uh, I think you have you have Jeff Wilson is probably your best between the tackles player, and he didn't get a touch in the the cold weather game against Kansas City in the playoffs. Okay, that's fair. Hey, uh, so so uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and move on here. I, I want to ask you uh, about the Tua situation. It's going to be mm-hmm. a hot, it's going to be a hot topic. The extension's up. He uh, he's coming off uh, overall a really good season. Do you extend that contract because you know what it's going to cost you between fifty and fifty-five million? No, it is year? not fifty, fifty-five, forty-five and fifty. Let's, let's, let's be realistic here. That is not fifty-five. I would, I would, I would not give to a a market resetting contract. So I'm, I'm on Omar's side of this as far as dollars. If you're talking over fifty, I'm, I'm not doing it right now. If that's their expectation, I'm not interested in paying that. I think there's kind of a middle ground that's a, a top eight top 10 quarterback contract on an average dollar amount that if they're interested, if his camp is interested in, in getting the contract done this off season and Miami, they find it proactive and they want to be proactive and they, they think that it's going to benefit from them from a cap perspective, because that's the yes. downside to not doing the correct, the extension now is you're locked in on $23 million fully guaranteed as a salary cap hit that you can do nothing with. But if you give the extension, you can probably knock $10 million off of that, and you can be on the books for, for $13, 15000000 $16 million on the cap next year, and that frees you up to bring other guys back. So that, that's the cost and benefit of do you, don't you right now. Are you concerned that he's maxed out? We've seen the best of two, or do you think there's a, a, another jump for him that he can still take? Well, you, you know, you watch, you watch the game tape, and you feel like there's completions that are there that we're bypassing because we want to continue to be aggressive and push the ball down the field and feed our best players. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think if you can stay on schedule, he, he's taught you every game the last two months, take what the defense gives us. I got to take what the defense gives us. And then you turn on the game tape and we're not taking what the defense has given us. And I understand the Kansas City cold weather thing and gripping the ball and we missed some layup throws that we shouldn't have missed and you wouldn't miss in a different environment. And that that's, you reap what you sow. You you earned the six seed and went to Kansas City, so that you have to deal with that. But uh, I I do think from a drop back passing, pure progression, quickly get through my reads and quickly decide to get the ball down to the check down and take a profit with consistency. Mm-hmm. If he does that, I do think there's more meat on the bone for him being a more efficient quarterback consistently across the board. Let, let me ask you about this question, Kyle, because I know you watched the film. There are two things mm-hmm. that bothered me about the Kansas City game, and I know Mike McDaniel, when, we, when I specifically asked him that question about play calling and why was your play calling so conservative when it came to throwing downfield and throwing passes, why was everything laterally? And he said it was because they were playing the quarters defense and because of the style of uh, that they were being aggressive, we felt like that was the right approach. Did you think that Tua's arm strength had anything to do with their approach during that Chiefs game? I think once you saw how he gripped the, feet, gripped the ball in, in some of those instances, and I do think the cold weather, they really cut down. It was the will they, won't they with the gloves and how, how you're going to grip the ball. And I, I do think the cold weather cut down on some of their 
ball handling with the quarterback. You didn't see a lot of RPOs, you did not a lot of extension with the ball, and then we missed some throws where, where we have to get the ball quickly and get it out. I do think when you're not the strongest of armed quarterback, which he's not, and that's okay, but then you also have the cold weather element. I would have also been apprehensive about trying to rip the ball down the field aggressively against quarters coverage and, and those deeper zones. Um, so I understand the thought process, and as that game played out, you, you kind of had to try to take some chunks to try to stay in the game, but then when they're playing so soft, you know, you, you have routine checkdowns that, that are available to you on, on second down that could set you up for a third short. So um, I get why they felt the way that they did, but I, I also see some of the throws that he's missing in those short areas, and I'm asking myself, okay, if he's really got to rip a tight window throw 15 yards downfield, is it going to get there cleanly, or is there also going to be that instance of him just having trouble gripping the ball? Kyle, I want to ask you this one. Um, I, it's unbelievable. I, I almost didn't realize it uh, doing these games every week. Our tight ends did not catch a touchdown, uh, and, and they go a lot of two tight end. Now, they play uh, Hill as well as, as Smythe in there a lot together, and as this season went on and the cold weather, the more those two played together, not one touchdown I don't know if I I can remember that does that need to get fixed or can this thing is it better if they could get them more involved especially down in the red zone where other I'm watching Buffalo use their two tight ends obviously Kansas City and their two tight ends um is that just something that's not important to him well how do you look at the tight end position with the Dolphins I don't, I don't think it was important to how they constructed this year's group. Obviously, they were one of the better red zone offenses for their, their full body of work, and I know it, it struggled down the stretch. But, again, some of that comes back to uh, I, I think the next stage of this offense is more effective running the ball between the tackles. And I know the body types mm. of Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan aren't necessarily the body types that are, that are best equipped to do that. But then you think about – the rumors of how they were interested in inquiring Jonathan Taylor and how they apparently called about Josh Jacobs and some of these denser, bigger body backs. I think if you can get the vertical run game anywhere near what the outside run game was like this year, mm-hmm. next year as like the next pitch in your offense, then I think that's where you would see the value of having an inline tight end who is a plus blocker, and I think Durham Smythe can do that, and I think Julian Hill can develop into that. But then once you have that vertical element, I think that's where in the red zone the tight end targets become a little bit more valuable because of the stress that puts on those box defenders in coverage. Now, Kyle, we, uh, we, we had a little sparring match during the offseason when I warned Dolphin fans about the apocalypse that was coming. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, Dolphins are $41 million over the cap. Um, when you consider that you're going to have to pay Christian Wilkins $19 million on a franchise tag, because I don't necessarily think that deal is going to get done immediately, and then you're probably going to need about $5 million to uh, sign your rookie class, you basically have to clear $65 million in cap space this offseason in roster moves. You have always had the opinion that this is going to be oh so easy to do, so how do we do it? So I think you're going to max restructure Tyreek Hill. Yep. I think you're going to max restructure Bradley Chubb. No. You, how you can, can you max restructure a guy who just suffered an ACL? You're paying him. They, 
they restructured Teron Armstead's contract last season with the, with his injury concerns. They did it. Now, the, whether the, whether it it's right? right or not, was it right? Whether it's beyond, that's a different topic. Whether it's right or not, he he's right about. They're going to take. There are going to be some real wealthy guys this offseason getting <laughs> You're checks. Right. Okay, be the high end guys are getting paid and and they're going to free up a lot of money, man. It's, so so you got Teron. I'm mean, I'm sorry. You got uh, Tyreek, which I think is a no brainer. You give him a new contract, make him the highest paid wide receiver again. Um, you're retouching Chubb's contract. Ramsey's going to get yep. some. Ramsey's going to get retouched as well. Those guys, For sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if they put more void years on the back of that to to make that an even bigger number. Because I think right now he's only got the two years remaining on his deal, and then he has one like dummy year on the back end to, for just like dead money for cap to push it out. They can add another one to that and make the the amount of savings this year even more. And again, that gets into a whole other conversation if that's right or wrong and using void years, which is effectively dead money yeah. or when a player's not even under contract with you. But that that's kind of the way that it's attacked right now for the teams that want to be aggressive. So that I think that's the strategy you're going to see them implement for sure. It's going to be all in again this year. It's going to be. I know. It is going to be all in, win it again right now. By, by the way, I do want to ask you, uh, priority for you to get guys under contract that we might lose. Is Rob Hunt on the top of that list or do you let him go? Uh, I think it's Christian Wilkins, Rob Hunt, Connor Williams, Andrew Van Ginkle, and that order for me would probably be the four that would be the highest on my personal priority list. Wow. Okay. Um, you think that Tua deal gets done? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Um, you know, and Omar made it, when Omar and I talked about it, we, we talked about the benefit of it being opening up the cap space. I think it, the timing of it, probably depends on a the flexibility of two in his camp but then also i do think if they feel they can handle the first wave of free agency without, without needing the space you, you go mm-hmm. without it and you, you use a little time i know quarterback extensions it is a little bit more of a norm you look at it when they all came out last year they all came out after june 1st so they, they, that's yeah. usually a summertime deal with Hertz, Burrow, Herbert, all those guys last year were summertime extensions. So um, with him being under contract, it's not like you have to make a decision in March. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets through to the summer and then it's done if it gets done this year. Let, let, let me add just a little quick follow-up, and Omar and I were talking about this too earlier. Uh, more important to find another corner or a third wide receiver to take a little pressure oh, off man. the two guys on the outside. Yeah, it's it's 
how much does this staff buy into Cam Smith next year? I think that's the not magic a, not question. Not a great start. <laughs> <laughs> I think they answered that question. Yeah, so if, if you don't have that trust in Cam Smith and you do end up, whether it's trade or, or cutting Xavier Howard, I know they can save $18.5 million if they post-June 1st move on from him one way or another. And I don't know that you'd get a ton of buyers with what is his cash owed looks like over the last three years of his deal. Um, you move on from him, then I, I do think you're going to need to find a corner and, and probably somebody with familiarity within the system. It felt like that was something with Cam Smith and also in some of the low points of, of the, the Dolphins season defensively this year, some of the guys in the secondary, uh, their, their execution versus trying to hunt the football. I think about the Tennessee game and all, a lot of those chunk games, I know both safeties are out, so that really kills you. Mm-hmm. I think you also need to upgrade your nickel versus what Cater Kohu was, whether he takes a jump or you get somebody else. I don't think you got good enough play in the nickel. But then the two guys on the outside, they, they were hunting interceptions, and they gave up the chunk plays behind them on the perimeter, and that was one of the compounding variables that led to you losing that football game, and it cost you a home playoff game. So uh, I, I think a corner probably, if you do move on from Howard, is more important, whether it's Cam Smith or it's somebody else. Let me tell you something. Cam Smith goes from being in Vic's doghouse to being a starter in a matter of a year. It'll be I, – I thought that Tua rehabilitation was the best thing I've seen. This, this would be at a whole <laughs> new level, man. Taking it to the next level, baby. Like, coming back, man, that would be crazy. You, we all know, Kyle, final question. Uh, uh, Steve Ross is always big whale hunting. What's that big whale you think out there that the Miami Dolphins might dangle a first-round pick for in, in – in typical Chris Greer style, man, I don't know about a trade, but uh, Derek Derrick Henry's out there. Yeah, and free agent. That's a free agent. I'd I'd be pretty excited about what that could add to this Dolphins offense with the speed that you have outside. So I I don't necessarily have a trade candidate off the top of my head. And I know Chris was asked, "Are we going to have a first round?" pick this year and he said i can't make any promises yeah he's like i can't make any promises i'm dangling that first round pick out there uh but but as far as a, a big fish for for this roster i think derrick henry would bring a, a totally different element and he's experienced with the tennessee's run some some wide zone schemes so it's not like he's just a hammer between the tackles and uh, he ran he hit 21.6 miles per hour in week 18 Mm. this season on, on a, a 60-plus yard run that he had against Jacksonville to knock the Jaguars out of the playoffs. So he can still go, even at his age and even at his size, but a 250-pound back like Henry in this offense I think really puts a lot of strain and conflict. If you want to – I'll, I'll say this just real quick. I think the biggest issue Miami had was you got two high safety presentations, but you couldn't consistently punish teams for aligning in two high safety presentations because a lot of your runs are still outside – they're still explosive play-oriented, and you're giving safeties a chance to run the alley and get down and fit the fit on the perimeter, and then you're going to challenge the, the corners to tackle, which is good. But if you're going to get two high safeties and they're going to play 15 yards off the ball, get that thing up between the tackles and start gouging them for eight yards a pop. And that's really, again, I know I alluded to that earlier, I think that's the next step that if you really want this thing to carry over into late-season play, that they're going to have to aspire to have. Kyle, did, uh, did Mike's offense get figured out by everybody towards the end of the season? I think there were a couple variables there. I, I think they were playing with uh, – I think Tua raises some 
valid questions uh, about guys being on the practice field or not because it's such a timing-based offense. And if, if those guys aren't getting the reps then I, and there's new guys in there and then maybe a guy doesn't practice all week and then is back and taking those reps, I do think that impacts you a little bit. Uh, I think Miami played into the hand of, of Buffalo in the second half. If, if they're just going to line a safety up down in the box and you're going to say, oh, we got to throw the ball, um, I, I think the complementary players that were supposed to be winners, about Braxton Berrios coming in uh, to be able to win some one-on-one matchups, I don't think that, that happened with enough consistency against some of the better nickels that Miami caught towards the end of the year, whether that's uh, Teron Johnson with Buffalo or, or, or Trent McDuffie with uh, – Kansas, Kansas City, City. Yeah, he's a good one. I, I think I, I think those things all compound and so yeah to some degree I, I think you kind of got the book on where you could funnel Miami and force them to be a little one-dimensional and all of the other variables build into them having the lack of success that they had at the end of the season. Kyle that's good stuff today man that's Kyle Krabs locked on Dolphins podcast really appreciate it man good stuff uh, always yeah, great having you. you guys thanks Kyle all right, I want to thank Kyle Krabs for spending some time with us to talk some serious Dolphins football. That's going to do it for our show. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you again tomorrow. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.